Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I am your host like I am most weeks. I am here with your boys, your four boys, and we are back talking movies like we do once a week for the past few months now, having an absolute blast doing it. This is season two, episode three. It's Badness Madness Part 2, motherfuckers! Whoa, whoa. Yeah, all right, all right. So it was, it was topical. It was accurate. I uh, really, yes, really introduced the podcast on the right foot, all right? <laughs> we have a lot to do tonight, because uh, like I said, we are into Part 2 of Badness Madness, so it's, uh, it's the second half of the first round. So we have 32 matchups to go over. Uh, shockingly, we ripped through 32 matchups in the first Badness Madness, so I feel confident we can do it again tonight. We'll get through it. Uh, but quickly, well, uh, we got to go around the panel and introduce everybody. We got a few things we got to talk about, uh, but then we'll get into it again because we have a lot to cover tonight. So let's get to it uh, right out of the shoot. Let me introduce my COO, my co-founder, my big bro, Andrew Sherry. Let me ask you this. Compared to one week ago in this moment, how do you feel right now? Sober, mm. and uh, I'm gonna do my my very best, Mr. Pink impression, and be a fucking professional. I'm also looking forward to tonight. You know, maybe a you know scrappy Villanova will you know topple a Georgetown tonight. Right, fucking 90, <laughs> 90 seconds into the podcast, you're already dropping these fucking bracket historical references. Congratulations. Well, I'm happy to have you back, uh, you know, mentally. That's great. I uh, always like you at the top of your game. Although I do have to say last week was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. So uh, like, like some good friends of mine always say, someone has to pay a price for humor. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, uh, let's move it over to my my podcast creator, my uh like you're a producer i think at this point that effect. you're in charge of some shit but of course most importantly my big brother and even more importantly the movie council's chief boy toy mr daniel sherry what's going on man what is happening this is uh because i'd like just get a repeat aj this is uh very exciting i love badness man this is gonna be a fun episode so uh but yeah hey it's been a good week you know what i did today Tell me what I bought a new car. Hey, oh, oh, guess money coming through. That's right. Yeah, I got Great. the uh, it's a 2021 Hyundai Kona. Oh, fuck off. That sounds yeah, great, man. Fucking love it nice. Up. Very okay. excited. What's a Kona? Yeah, uh, it's like the kind of small SUV, you know, uh-huh. like the mini size SUV. Okay, real drive. It's got all the, all the oh, bells wow. and whistles. So, man, you need it very for those, exciting. Uh, when you get fucking locked in in those Boston winters. Yeah, yeah so. shit, right? This podcast money is really paying off. Yeah, oh, yeah, really. it's rolling in. So. We are rolling in the dough. It's mostly yeah. yen that we're, we have to oh, yeah. translate into the dollar, uh, which kind of sucks, but we're, we're working on it. Is that what they use in China, the yen? Am I, I accurate I on that? So. All right, great. Uh, DP, real quick, drop our social media. Yes, sir. Uh, you can email us. We are uh, at 
uh, we are moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on social media at moviecouncilpod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, give us a rating and a review. If you give us a review, we might read it on the air. Like we'll do with this one from uh, maybe my favorite username ever. Bearded Thigh Tickler 69 gave us five stars and says, uh, hey, now top two podcasts I've ever listened to top two. You ask? Well, I've only listened to two LOL, but these guys are <laughs> hilarious. I've watched and enjoyed several movies based on what they've talked about. I do enjoy movies very much, but not to the extent the guys here do which has opened my eyes to the little things in movies, and I try and pay attention to uh, more of the details and special things that make these characters them. But great show. Enjoy it on my drives to and from work. Love it. Keep this going. Please. So thank you, Bearded yeah, I-69. That's a great... Thanks for, yeah, thanks for chiming in. Yeah, I, that's Love like it. exactly what we're going for right there. Like exactly yeah, what yeah, we're going I th- for. I think so, he nailed... He nailed the tone. Really? Yeah, absolutely. All right. And like, let's, oh, wow. Like usual, let's swing it on down to Charlotte to my boy, my art director, my security director, the sexy, sultry, Mr. Mark Bondurant. What's up, man? Not much, Timmy. I appreciate that intro as always. Doing good tonight. Excited to get back into this bracket. Had a lot of fun doing the last one. Yeah, man. And uh, these two genres that we're doing in tonight's should be a lot of fun also yeah i'm excited i'm excited and we're hey, gonna go I, yeah can, I, can I say one thing real quick hmm. like throughout the week i find myself saying swing it on down to charlotte <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly swing a tagline down yeah. to charlotte yeah sticks in my head yeah. i don't even I know what that'll be that'll the be the, that'll be the back of our first t-shirt yeah <laughs> yeah swing it on down to nice. charlotte yeah, I, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, what am I swinging and where? Like, I, like other than Charlotte, I you're mean, swinging yeah, it. And yeah, it's coming right. Down to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Hey, now. No um, explanation required. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 about par for this podcast. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's um, real quick before we get into it, and uh, we're gonna get into badness, badness as quickly as possible. It's gonna be so much fun. But I was at my desk at the uh, movie council headquarters this morning in my CEO, CEO office, like, like I am on most Friday mornings. Cause I, I like to burn the midnight oil. So I was there, I was there. That doesn't make sense. If I was really there early in the morning, burning the midnight. <laughs> you Anyways, I was, at, I, was there the the I was at yeah. the office. Okay. This morning <laughs> doing my CEO, you know, stuff. All right. And, uh, I, to get shit. A, I got an email. Yeah. I, you know, the big swing and dick stuff. You know what I mean? Like what the CEO does. You know? <laughs> Closing deals. That's it, baby. You know, uh, yeah. Turn it and burn next. Yeah. That's it. You know, <laughs> so uh, I got an email. I, I, I really was hoping we would avoid it this week, but oh, shit. after last week's podcast, oh, here we go. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, AJ, you knew it was coming. You had to know it was coming. I and can guess what it's for. <laughs> yeah. The thing, the thing I'm a little upset about AJ is you're not the only one in trouble this week. So uh, I'm stunned. I'm, I'm shocked by this development that I'm in trouble too, apparently. So uh, I got this memo from HR. AJ, I will uh, forward you a copy of it for your records. It's important. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need you to sign one actually and send it back, but it, you should sign one and keep it. 
for your records just uh, in, in case. Uh, because, AJ, um, I'm going to be honest with you. This is an actual written warning. This isn't like a verbal. Uh-oh. This is real. This goes on the file. Okay, so uh, I got this from, uh, from, from our HR director, uh, from Heidi Burkhart. Uh, first time I've heard from her in season two. Let me just read through it quick, okay? Uh, it's to me and you, Andy, uh, secondarily involved, Dan and Marky, so you guys aren't in trouble. And I'm going to nice. get to you, DP, too, because I'm, I'm not really happy about this but because of you as well. But uh, And Marky, yeah, we're going to have a problem. But anyways, uh, I'll cut through the As we discussed previously, the movie council is committed to excellent. Yeah, and we, we all know. She always she starts all the memos that Boilerplate, way. Boilerplate, et cetera, et cetera. You're right. And then the next paragraph, it starts with Timmy. She's one of the few people on the planet I allow to call me that. Timmy, you are continuing to use, quote, cunt, and, quote, she can get it, which we discussed can be offensive to our listeners. I also received a complaint, received a complaint, you believe that? That although the podcast was entertaining and informative, they could not listen due to the offensive language. Mm. As we try to grow the podcast, this could affect the success of the podcast. Your behavior could affect the future employment, your future employment. And again, I want you to remind you to model the behavior of Marky Bondurant, who seems to follow all the rules and takes these memos seriously and not just because I'm his mother-in-law. We also shouldn't continue to threaten the HR person who takes her job seriously by utilizing her son to assist in making light of our rules and policies. First of all, none of us put Cameron up to that fucking message on Instagram. Or that email. It was an email, right? Yes. That was all him. So that that is patently false, which he just accused us of. Okay. Let me finish this up. Uh, AJ, this is, you should listen up here. Andy, your behavior last Friday was concerning as you became so drunk, you passed out during the podcast. We previously discussed true statement. Yeah. We previously discussed, we need to control our drinking while working and be able to deliver an exceptional podcast. If we're going to drink, don't interrupt others while speaking and just keep stating quote, I'm obsessed with DP. Or pass out during your work responsibilities. Did I say I'm obsessed with DP? Oh, yeah. Uh, again, you need to all model your behavior after Marky Bondurant. I'm getting fucking sick of this, by the way. Is that what that yeah, text was right? earlier? You yeah. brown-nosing motherfucker. This fucking guy, right? Is that what uh, that text earlier was? Oh, yeah, big yes, time, AJ. Uh, <laughs> who seems to be able to accept criticism and accept the feedback. He has taken all the memos seriously and values his employment and this great job opportunity for him and his family. All right. Let's uh, let's work together to immediately correct the behavior and start showing. Re- okay, that's you know she always says that. Uh, yeah, well, hold on, there is one boilerplate, oh, uh, boilerplate. Yeah, this cetera, was a uh, yeah, it was HR one point one three code of behavior and all that shit. Uh, let me just finish it up again. This behavior is particularly concerning, continue, continue, uh, concerning since you are leaders uh, in this organization. Leaders must lead by example and maintain safe and healthy working environment. I feel confident you can improve, as I know you all so well, Danny. Your language has improved, and I appreciate oh. your commitment to improve your work performance. Awesome. This warning this evening is specifically geared towards Timmy and Andy. As always, I appreciate all your hard work and delivering an amazing podcast. Hey, right. DP, when the fuck did this happen with you? <laughs> I have no idea. What, when did you behave <laughs> ever once in your life? Um, it, it actually hasn't happened yet. So I'm this not is horseshit. Sure she's listening to this is horseshit. I am. I am not going to take this bullshit lying down. Yeah. Okay, because that's just a lot of that is patently false. Other than the obsessed, I'm obsessed with DP stuff. That was true. But yeah. me, I've done nothing wrong. I'm, I'm doing the mm-hmm. same thing I do every week. DP, you have continued to be thoroughly offensive. And uh, yes. for some reason, you're the a choir boy with your fucking boy, Marky. I don't understand this. Yeah. I really don't. And can we be honest? AJ, 
was fucking hilarious last week. Yeah, so, no, it was, it was hysterical. Know, maybe you shouldn't drink so much. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be so goddamn funny. So. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you were. Yeah. This is like a comedy podcast. Like, yeah, he's art. So some people. Keep being fucking hilarious. Yeah, so, some people might think he has a problem. I think he found the solution, personally. <laughs> you know? I just got to uh, find that good mix where I can at least stay conscious to the end. Yeah, you didn't, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. then the humor Keep can the humor like, going. You know, yeah. The yeah. humor can get all the way to the finish line. Yeah, you know? AJ, you're going to need to listen to last week's podcast in full. I think you're going to really appreciate it. I really, really do. Yeah. I uh, don't know that I will, but I think you will. All right, anywho. You guys ready to do Badness Madness again? Oh, hell yes. yeah. Ready? Marky, do you, would you, actually, before we do, would you like to say anything about the write-up here? No, I agree wholeheartedly with all of it. I think uh, of course, of course I'm perfect, you and you guys get what you deserve. All right. That's fair. That's fair. He's right. No, he's not wrong. Yeah, he's not he wrong. such a fucking brown noser. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> you gave that fucking woman a grandchild. You don't have to kiss her ass any further, okay? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah, you, you've already won. Yeah, douche. All right. Anyway, let's get into this. We are into the uh, second half of the first round of Badness Madness. We're going to whip through 32 matchups here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Technically, Uh, 16 matchups, 32 villains. Sorry about that. 32 villains, 16 matchups. You're absolutely right. The whole first round is 32. Sorry, DP. Uh, Everyone knew what you meant. I do appreciate the clarification, though. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, let's do it. 30, 32 villains, 16 matchups. We will tear through this shit. Kinder, uh, kinder gentler host. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Quite. Yes. I'm, I'm feel, I've, been, I've been feeling good this week. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Those memos I, are working. I murdered a deer a week ago, and you know, I feel, I'm feeling a little better. I came face-to-face with a coyote last night. That was a lot of fun. Ooh. My dog tried to kill it. Uh, that, was, that was a good time. I, yeah, I, got, I got 20 bucks on Aster in a fight with a coyote. Yeah, I do too. I, I do too. Fuck a coyote. Yeah. Up. yeah. Uh, I, I'm if that coyote's by itself, man, sometimes they roll around in packs and yeah, well, uh, they'll terrorize a whole fucking neighborhood. They'll yeah, take out I'm, all the pets. I'm willing to throw down. I'll fight a fucking coyote or a whole pack of them. Yeah, I can picture Tim just RKO out of nowhere <laughs> on a coyote. <laughs> all right. Okay. We're deviating here. This is like a whole nother podcast. All right. Um, so real quick, last week, uh, sorry, two weeks ago, we did sci-fi fantasy and we did realistic action. This week we are doing a, uh, biographical slash period pieces villains. And then we're going to finish it up with comedy. I think we should do the comedy second because we'll be drunker then it'll be funnier. All right. Yeah. So, um, let's not fuck around. Let's just do Let's just get into, get it. into it. Um, let's do it the way we did, uh, two weeks ago. We'll start with the most lopsided matchups. Hopefully we can rip whip through them. And, uh, and then with the ones that are a little more closely contested, we can talk a little bit more about. So let's kick this off in the biographical period pieces, uh, grouping. This is the number one seed Hans Landa from inglorious bastards versus number 16, Al Capone from the untouchables. Uh, AJ talk to me. What do you like here? Well, we talked about not spending a ton of time on some of these matchups, right? Because the person moving on may, yeah. especially with a matchup like this, move on. Right. Let's right. just say that, um, yeah, as, as Al Capone was pretty cool in the Untouchables, mm-hmm. but Hans Landa was a fucking psychopath right. and glorious bastards and yeah. diabolical. And, you know, I would like to say that'd be, you know, akin to a scrappy UMBC 16 seed in 2018 taken out Virginia by 20. By 20. Go, yeah, it's going to go on all night, isn't it? But right. it's, uh, but it's not going to so. happen. All right. Hans, all right. Hans Landa, clear favorite for me. All right. All right. Marky, what do you think? 
Um, the short and skinny, it's going to be Hans Landa for me. Uh, this this was um, Robert De Niro's Al Capone, correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, he, he did it pretty well. Uh, the scene that stands out to me with Robert De Niro is uh, when he bashes the dude's head in with a mm-hmm. baseball bat mm-hmm. at the long table in the mm-hmm. dinner. That was very creepy. The acting from um, – Oh shoot! I just lost his name. Chris Waltz. Thank you, Christoph Waltz, for uh, amazing. Colonel Hans Landa was outstanding. That opening scene of Inglorious Bastards at the French farmhouse. What's that? Oscar uh, nomination? Did uh, he get yes. an Oscar nomination for? Yeah, him? actually, I will say, Marky. Um, I will just say really quick of this uh-huh. category, as far as we're talking about acting performances, uh-huh. of the sixteen villains, we're talking. 10 Academy Award nominations and six wins. Wow. Uh, so Chris yeah. Waltz, uh, yeah, Chris Waltz got he won? best. He won best supporting. Best, nice. yeah. He deserved it big time. Yeah. So Mark, yeah. you're going with Hans. Yeah. Hans Landa all the way. He was a fantastic bad guy. Uh, just, and he, his intelligence, I feel like is uh, yep. far superior as a character. Um, and just as ruthless, but more charming. It's going to be Hans Landa. Yeah. DP? Yeah. Um, this absolute, like, the Christoph Waltz coming out party. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, quite the quite the party. Although, I got to say, like Marky said, that baseball's bat scene in The Untouchables is one of my favorite moments. Like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. He was really just the way he kind of stalked around that table and no one knew who was going to get hit with the bat. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great, but it's still not even in the same ballpark yeah. Ballpark yeah. as yeah. Hans Landa. So. Yeah, it's, it's a blowout. It's a blowout. Yeah. Let me say two things, because if that's a wrap, Hans Landa moves on, but let me just say uh, two things. Uh, one thing about each character very quickly. Hans Landa, we will definitely get more into in the next rounds, because I will say about him, he is potentially in this entire bracket all 64 villains maybe maybe the most well-rounded villain there is in terms of he is an asshole in every fucking facet you can think of all right but we'll do that more i will say i actually did Uh, love um uh, robert de niro as al capone that baseball bat scene stands out but there's some other scenes too remember the scene where he's just like he's flipping out about Kevin Costner, and he's just like, I want him dead. I want his family dead. Oh, I want to yeah. burn his house to the ground. I want somebody to drive me They want to piss on the ashes. Like that scene. I want him dead. Yeah. yeah. I want his family dead. It's great. But yeah. uh, even that said, that didn't, uh, he still has no chance against uh, Chris Waltz's Hans Landa. Uh, that's a that's a unanimous. Uh, the number one moves on to the next round. That's Hans and even Landa. if he did, and if, even if he could kind of stand up to that challenge, I think, you know, De Niro's not in a lot of that movie. No, yeah, like they, there's True. some other members of his crew that are kind of more prominent as the bad guy throughout. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm so there, AJ. We, now we got the two versus 15. Marky might be have a dissenting opinion in this one. Uh, we'll see. This is uh, Ray Fiennes' Amon Gorth from uh, Schindler's List. We try to have a fun podcast. We're talking Schindler's List. Holy <laughs> fuck! Uh, and he he's taking on uh, Marky. Am I saying it right? Because I, I I've only seen the movie once. It was a long time. Ago. Is it Magua? 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 Last Magua. movie. Magua. Last of the Magua. movie. Um, again, I've I've only seen that movie once. And it was a long, long time ago. Why does um, Magua hate the gray hair? And he was an asshole. Don't get me wrong. I will kick this off to say um, I actually haven't seen Schindler's List in a while either. But I can remember. 
that Ray Fiennes is legitimately one of the most terrifying human beings in any movie I've ever seen. Uh, his Again, I'm not going to get too deep because I think he's going to win this thing, but his level of mental instability is so insane in this movie that he's just terrifying. So for me, that's uh, that's a win for him. Uh, I got I got among golf. And uh, Marky, who do you like in this one? Well, re- remind me the character of Amon Goth. I, I I know Schindler's List, but I don't recall Ralph. Is it Ralph Fiennes? Ralph Fiennes? It's spelled Ralph, but I, they pronounce it Ray. Yeah, or Rafe. Rafe. Ray. I, yeah, I was Rafe I was Fiennes. curious about his last name. I didn't even know there was a question Fiennes. about his first name. Yeah, Fiennes. yeah, Rafe Fiennes. Yeah, Rafe Fiennes. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's 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 the uh, the SSS the SS officer from the Third Reich. That's just uh-huh. dragging people around and fucking blowing their brains out all over the goddamn place. He's just a fucking loony tune. Yeah, playing target practice on the balcony. Yeah, he's oh a, yeah. He, he is a he is a mess of a human being and in okay. a in a role and uh job that suited him very, very well. Hmm. Yeah, and uh you know, this is a, a, a two versus fifteen. I think I'm gonna be fighting a uh an uphill battle here, but for me as a villain, I think magua i want because he is an underdog in the movie the last of the mohicans he's a native american that plays multiple sides he speaks french and english and uh, multiple tribe languages and he plays all these sides and just does what benefits magua and his small band of warriors mm-hmm. and ends up murdering loads of French and British and his uh, 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 native opponents. In the end, he ends up getting killed, but he, uh, he he terrorizes through like the whole area that he's in and just rips through that, that place. I feel like from what I can remember of Amon Goth, he's uh, he is sadistic and he is a piece of shit, but he's also a soldier just playing his role in his area, in his factory of death. Like that's just his job of being, a psychopath where he works, where Magua just runs across the land and spreads terror. All right. So, so, so the 15 is giving this a run here. DP, what do you think? So, yeah, well, I agree with Marky on uh, Magua. At the, like, there was something about the performance from Ray Fiennes that was like, like as sadistic as he was, it seemed so real. Yeah. Like and like maybe it's the I think the way that movie shot too and just the movie as a whole, it felt so much more real and so among goth just scared the shit out of me that much more. So for mm-hmm. me, yeah, he takes this one pretty easily. All right. Uh AJ, is this going to overtime? No, I don't think I can lend my um opinion. I have not seen Last of the Mohicans. Okay. Okay. I will say Schindler's List, uh, Ray Fiennes, Goth is uh, terrifying. And I, yeah. if I had oh. seen Last of the Weekends, I'm not sure that would change, but I have not seen that movie. All right. So it's two to one. Sorry, Marky. Your boy, no, Magua, I'm, I'm is okay. out. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, I haven't watched uh, Schindler's List recently enough to, for that character to really leave an impression on me. Right. Mm-hmm. You should rewatch it before the next round. Yeah. 
I mean, I got the time. It, I know yeah. as much as you can. It is a three yeah. and something hour long. It's fucking ridiculous. But mm-hmm. even uh, you know, it's fun too, and it, it's a good way to kind of get in touch with these characters too. Go on YouTube. You can just watch just maybe like nine or ten clips on uh, on, on YouTube on some of these uh, specific channels that will uh, you can just kind of watch different things. And that's what I yeah. did because I wasn't gonna fucking watch Schindler's List again. It, it's idea. not. It, yeah, it's not one of those ones you can just sit. It, it's a long, and I watched it a long time ago. But and it's uh, such a cheery movie. Oh yeah, it's 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 very it's very uplifting. But um, when I uh, when I went back and watched some of those scenes, it reminded me a lot of Ray Fiennes and that character and a lot of gotcha. the emotions it brought. So it's a good idea. Just check it out. So um, so we got that among girth girth. I don't even know how these these krauts say it. I can't say kraut, right? I shouldn't have no, said I that. I think it's okay. I mean, right. you can say kraut, and when you're referencing uh, Nazi Germany, those yeah. krauts. <laughs> all right anyways uh let's go to the three versus 14 all right so this one's interesting for me and if you guys don't mind um let me kick this one off okay because something i want to okay. say um because i'm the one who did these rankings and you guys uh agreed with them but uh, i do want to talk about this we got the number three seed tommy devito played by joe pesci and goodfellas taking on the number 14 king longshanks from braveheart okay here's the thing i feel like tommy devito might his seed might be a little high at number three and only because he's really not the bad guy in the movie when you think about it because he's on the side of like the people you're following and that you get behind however those people are fucking mobsters and they are bad guys and of that crew tommy devito is the worst he's a yeah. fucking looney tune he's the one he, that kind of leads to their downfall too really yeah he really does he's a he's a loose cannon he's the one who he's the one who does the most sadistic things now i love braveheart um, I just don't think King Longshanks ever got to the point where I really despised the guy. He was a good villain. I never despised him. But then again, I never despised Tommy DeVito. I just think it was just a, an unbelievably amazing performance from uh, from Joe Pesci, who did one, did one win a uh, uh, best supporting uh, nomination. He won the award at uh, the Academy Awards. So I think he was great. I'm going Tommy DeVito on this one. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I'm. Kind of with you there, like I said, like Longshanks, I kind of wasn't too worried about. I don't know. It's something about like you could tell the whole time William Wallace was going to win and Longshanks wasn't too scary. But uh, as I said, Tommy DeVito kind of was the one that brought everything down and you just gotta fucking love the, you know, the what am I a fucking clown? I'm here to amuse you. Scene. <laughs> yeah, that's like, great. It's one of the greatest scenes of all time. It really is. So, I'm gonna go with Tommy DeVito as well. All right, uh, AJ, what do you think? So first off, and maybe this isn't fair, but I, I don't think Braveheart is aged super well. I just, I don't know. I'm just the the more I've seen that movie over time, the the less of a fan I am of it. And I, I don't think the character of Long Shanks was all that, to DP's point, all that menacing to me. Mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito just has this sheer lack of sense that he's doing anything wrong or, <laughs> compa- or compassion. Yeah. Like when he shoots Spider, he's like, what, what, what? <laughs> like he just doesn't understand why that would be bad. He just yeah. killed a human being. Like he just says no it's just a complete psychopath. Yeah. So, so it's Tommy yeah, DeVito. Tommy. Yep. Okay. Uh, Marky, it is a wrap, but is there anything you want to say about this matchup? Um, 
not necessarily anything that would add to our bracket. Uh, maybe to add on to what uh, AJ said about uh, Braveheart not aging as well. I, it's funny, as you said that, I was like, how fucking dare you? And then I, I started to think about it. I'm like, well, when was the last time I actually watched Braveheart? And then it was probably five years ago. And I remember when I watched it then, it didn't have the same kind of like, I don't know, just allure or uh, mysticism like it did when I watched it when I was much younger. It was. It used to be just this outstanding movie. And now I, maybe there's just been so many better ones that have been made since then. But Marky, still, that's the thing. That's the thing. It, it's a great story, but since then, similar stories have been told, and I think they have in a they've been told better. Yeah, um, and I think the that, ending I think sequence of him getting his entrails pulled out and yelling "freedom" is still one of the best endings of a movie ever. It's great, but it's great. Yeah, overall, but, I think but, uh, but, yeah. right. All right, so there we go. So uh, one, two, and three move on to the next round. That's good. Uh, uh, that's good. We might have. I'm not sure if we're going to have a fight on this next one or not. All right, let's move on to the four versus 13 now, okay? Uh, so this is going to be Joaquin Phoenix as Commodus in Gladiator. And he is taking on a guy that we talked about in one of our uh, episodes. Um, it was what the, P- the HA was, the P.T. Anderson episode, right? When we talked about There Will Be Blood. So this is... Uh, yes, this, Daniel Plainville. Yep, this is uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's Daniel Plainville from There Will Be Blood. Plainville from There Will Be Blood. Um, AJ. Talk to me about this matchup. Hey, AJ. <laughs> Marky, how you doing, Marky? So, you know, I, I thought I was going to be more torn about this. Um, but I want to save a lot of my Commodus talk, assuming that he gets through, because that's who I am voting for here. I just I think Joaquin Phoenix's uh, character is just, he's another one with just absolutely no compassion and power hungry oh, right. wants to sleep with his yeah. sister. Like yeah. the, just all of that. He's just, he's just one big giant psychopath wrapped Fratric- up in this, you know, fratricide. Fratricide. Yeah. yeah. So he's just real. He's a real piece of work. Yeah. And as much as I think Plainville, a uh, very complex character, very well done by uh, Daniel Day Lewis won the Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievable performance. I just, I just think Joaquin Phoenix's Commodus is just the more evil character to me. So there you go. All right. Uh, Marky, what are your thoughts? I too am going to go with Commodus. Um, I, when I was first reading those names, I was a little bit torn at first, um, but ex- pretty much exactly to what AJ was saying. As I started to think about it, Commodus is uh, a person that was born into this uh, royal family of the Roman empire that just knows nothing but treachery and backstabbing and shadow work and just fuckery, but at the most elite level where Daniel Plainville is a uh, ruthless and even homicidal businessman. He is still just in his town, his smaller circle. So yeah. uh, Commodus. All right. Uh, DP, is this a win for Commodus? So, this is definitely a win for Commodus. Uh, like, and here's the thing: the first half of uh, "There Will Be Blood," you're kind of rooting for Daniel Plainville. Mm-hmm. It, it's that second half where he really kind of goes off the rails. Yeah. Like, wow, what the fuck? This guy's right. a piece of garbage. 
Yeah. But like Commodus, the second he's on screen, you're like, wow, this guy's a fucking scumbag. No, oh, yeah. And yeah, he is just such a slime ball, and he is from beginning to end. There's nothing redeeming about him. And I, as much as I love uh, Plainville, yeah, this one's not very close. Yeah, DP, it's a wrap that he wins, but I will just say, yeah, Daniel um, Daniel Day Lewis did win Best Actor for that, but Joaquin Phoenix won sure Best did. Supporting Actor for for Commodus yeah. from, from Gladiator. So he, yeah, he brought home amazing. he brought home the uh, the award as well. All right, so four favorites, move on. Here we go. Uh, this next one. This next one, I I, re- I really want Marky to. I'm going to introduce, but I want Marky to kick off this next one because I think Marky's going to have some strong feelings about the 12 seed here because I know how much you love this movie. This is going to be the number five seed, another Daniel Day Lewis uh, role as Bill Cutting in Gangs of New York, taking on Little Bill Daggett, wow. by who's uh, played by Gene Hackman in Hackman. Uh, in, uh, man. in Unforgiven. Now, Marky, I know how you feel about Unforgiven. I feel the same way. But how do you feel about this matchup? Um, you're right in your assumptions about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Bill Cutting. That is just a far superior villain that is politically... Uh, you know, it's actually like their roles aren't uh, too terribly different. They're both... Uh, I mean, one's a legal lawman, and the other one's kind of like just a heavy hand, unofficial lawman that kind of rules his area. Right. But um, and the, and they're both political in that sense. But Bill Cutting. Well, actually, hang on. Let me talk this out a little bit more because in the movie Gangs of New York with Bill Cutting, Daniel Day Lewis, that's a a little bit more of an epic where it spans across more time, and you get to see more of uh, Bill Cutting's life where um, Gene Hackman and Unforgiven with uh, Little Bill Daggett, it's uh, a more narrowed down story of a smaller point of time. It's just, it's the end of Little Bill Daggett's life. Right. So what we get to, I mean, we hear stories about what Little Bill Daggett did in the past, but Bill Cutting's stories that we saw are, I think, uh, bigger taller tales I, I think bill cutting is just the more cunning and winning villain out of the two okay dp yeah so for me this is an upset like uh, you know both of these movies it's been a it had been a while since i've seen them like gangs of new york was a while ago that i saw it and uh unforgiving god I think the last time I had seen it, I think I watched it with dad. Like that's how long ago it was. And so I actually was watching it today. And I got to say, Lil Bill Daggett, like, you know, the movie kicks off with like these scumbags slicing up a prostitute. And they're not even the worst people in the movie. (laughs) Like Daggett's fucking worse than them. And he kind of, you know, tries to cover up to you know help himself out and like he's more of a scumbag and to me he wins this match because we got an upset in my book okay so um, marky I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you said you said you wanted cutting right yes for me cutting you dag it uh i'm gonna say mine i'm gonna let aj uh, come in at the end uh 
so it, this is this is tight. I, I wish the uh, I, I wish maybe Daggett had a little better seating in this now that uh, that it's th- that it's this tight. But um, for me, there's just a couple of scenes in Gangs of New York where Daniel Day Lewis scares the fucking pants off of me. Um, the scene where he's like headbutting Leo on the table after he figures out who he is when he betrays him, that whole thing. Uh, those are scenes in a movie that have stuck with me uh, to this day. Now, we are actually talking about... Um, Not the scene where he taps a knife to his eyeball, his fake eye. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. When he throws, the, when he throws the hatchet into the back of the, the guy that's playing yeah. like the, the sheriff. Or, that's really screwed up. Um, I mean, I will give Hackman uh, the credit that he, he actually won Best Supporting. Nice. Um, at the Oscars and uh, and Daniel Day Lewis uh, came up short. He was nominated, but he came up short. For me, at the end of the day, Bill Cutting is just so terrifying that I, I got to go with him. So I'm going with Bill Cutting in this one. Okay. AJ, is this going to overtime? What do you think? So first off, <clears throat> Unforgiven's like one of the probably the best modern western um, that I've ever that I've seen. Yeah, just an amazing film all all together. And little Bill Daggett is a uh, relentless piece of garbage. Like he just well, by the way, it's a great it film. It lately, it's ti- it's a it timeless tonight, sort of film. Up. Oh my yeah. god, it's so yeah. good. It's a timeless film, and the and um, the story's real tight, really well told. Mm-hmm. The acting is stupendous all across the board. That being said, for all the reasons TW said, Bill the Butcher is so freaking terrifying. The scene that you talk about where he throws the butcher, <laughs> that one there. And just like, just when he talks, I'm scared when he's talking to somebody. It's creepy as fuck. He when commands he's... this, he commands this weird, like he, he means to terrify. And by the way, sweeping declaration, my favorite Daniel Day-Lewis performance. I think mine too. When he's to telling Leo how to kill a man and he's describing it on a pig, he's like, here, here. And he's like stabbing the pig carcass. He's like, here, we'll kill a man. And here. All right. Well, there Amazing. you go. So Bill the Butcher is for me. Uh, so uh, uh, he, he put up a fight. Daggett put up a fight. But that is going to Bill Cutting. And boys, that does set up our next. Uh, DP, put the knife away. Christ <laughs> sakes. Uh, that, does set up, that does set up our uh, first matchup for next round, which will be Bill Cutting. Bill the Butcher Cutting versus Ooh, Commodus. Very yeah, cool. That's, awesome. that's a great matchup. All right. So this next one is a little, this one, I, I'm looking at it now and I'm like, this next one's a little weird. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This one's a little strange. Um, this one is the number six seed, Warden Norton from Shawshank Redemption, uh-huh. taking on uh, uh, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket, Lee Emery, who's Sergeant Gunnery Hartman. Now, let me kick this off real quick, because I'm the one who made these uh, brackets. Uh, all you guys did sign off on these fucking things, by the way. Don't don't pretend you didn't. Uh, and no one said anything to me to uh, refute uh, Sergeant Hartman. And now that I think back on it, he really is, even though he's the 11th seed here, he really is a terrifying villain in a movie. If you really think about it, he's a horrifying uh, drill sergeant for what amount uh, amounts to 18 year old kids. Um, so if you're one of those kids at uh, boot camp, DP, you've been to boot camp. Uh, that is that idea being in that situation, that terrified uh, with that guy 
leading you is really, really terrifying. Now, I will. So I do feel justified where he is at the 11 seed. Now that uh-huh. I talk it out a little bit, but I will say Warden Norton, Shawshank Redemption is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. I think um, the role uh, that Bob Gunton plays as Samuel Norton is super under the radar. You never really, I don't know. He didn't get any, the move, first of all, the movie did not get as many nominations as it should have just in general, but, uh, but Bob Gunton got nothing. And I think he is as sinister and evil in this kind of um, quiet, you know, nice suit, weird glasses, kind of preppy kind of way. He's a fucked up guy. Uh, and I hate his guts because of that movie. And for me, that's Warden Norton. Yeah. He takes that one. Marky, what do you think? Um, that is a, uh, I enjoyed you uh, talking us through that because you're right. I mean, that's, those are not the t- typical kind of villains that we've been seeing in our lineups, but they are both just terrifying people. Um, and Warden Norton, in my opinion, would be the one that I would be most terrified to see. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Sergeant Hartman, as much of a villain as he is to those guys in that movie, he's he is trying to uh, make them uh, better soldiers. You know, his end game isn't to fucking ruin their lives. Mm-hmm. He's, his, his end game is to ruin other people's lives by <laughs> making these guys the best killers that they can be. Right, right. Yeah. But Warden Norton is just a profiteer of imprisonment and is just a huge human piece of shit. So, yeah, Norton for me. Here we go. Uh, AJ? So, I agree with, with Marky on Sergeant Harmon. He's a drill – I think the guy, the guy that plays him actually was a drill sergeant, right? Lee Emery. Correct. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. That was his first acting so, role. So, right. Army. He was actually right. brought in just as a consultant <laughs> yeah. to let them know how drill sergeants are. But he was so fucking fantastic. They just had him play the role. Exactly. Right. So the point the point I'm trying to make is he's I agree with Marky in that is that he's a drill sergeant. He was trying to get these soldiers in wartime ready to go to war. Um, and that's what he did. There were some side effects, obviously, as we saw in the movie. Yeah. But Warden Norton, by that one singular act of having Tommy killed. Yeah, does that to to to, to you know to keep Andrew in prison, you know, it's just oh. it, it, that, that right there just goes to show what Marky said, that just that profiteer of, uh, of uh, in the prison, just trying to, you know, make money. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had his, uh, you know, golden goose. So he didn't want him to go. Yeah. Um, and that's just evil incarnate. And he gets my vote. So that's a wrap DP. Do you, is there anything you want to say about this matchup? Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's definitely Warden Norton for me, too. But I will just say, like, Sergeant Hartman was fucking phenomenal. He, Absolutely. You know, and he had this great Agreed. kind of arc of being the bad guy that just shit on everyone and was, like, such a scumbag. But by right before he gets shot, you're actually kind of rooting for him. You know, you're yeah. looking at fucking gomer pile sitting there you know losing his mind and you're thinking like what the fuck's wrong with you he you know sergeant hartman shouldn't you know be 
shot because of your fucked up mind. Mm-hmm. So he had a great arc. The acting was phenomenal, but yeah, Warden Norton. Yeah, and GP oh, actually yeah. real real quick too. Even in the movie, Sergeant Hartman almost almost came full circle with Gomer Pyle. You know, yeah. like he actually kind of respected him. Yeah, yeah. After he went like psychotic, he, which he broke him. Well, actually, he broke him, and the other soldiers broke him. But once he broke, he actually kind of respected the guy. Thought right. he could be and, an actual and, soldier. Right, and yeah. he was a good shot and all that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was right. a big part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, when Gomer Pyle was like. Arc, but- Landing the rounds down range, he's like, "Holy shit, Gomer Pa! We just might make a soldier out of you yet." Right. So that sets up for the next round. Warden Warden Norton versus Tommy DeVito. Ha! All right, boys, we got two matchups left here uh, in this in this bracket. Now, this next one, I'm a little nervous about this because this is number seven, uh, Idi Amin, played by Forrest Whitaker in The Last King of Scotland, taking on. Leonardo DiCaprio's Calvin Candy from Django Unchained. Hmm. Now, uh, first off, has anybody here not seen Last King of Scotland? I have not seen it. Okay. I'm okay. very familiar with Edie Amin, you know, from history books and whatnot, but right. I've never actually seen the film. So. Mark, you've seen Last King of Scotland. I have. What do you think about this matchup? Because this, this is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll it's kind of fucked up because like a, a good chunk of the movie, the last King of Scotland, Forrest Whitaker's version of how do you say his name? Edie. Edie. Yeah. Edie, Edie Amin. Amin. A good chunk of that movie, uh, that, that character is portrayed as like, um, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Like not at that, not that bad of a guy. <laughs> I mean, he's a ruthless, fucking terrible person in the history books. But in this uh, this window that we watch of the movie, you and it, where you're following around James McElvey, and he meets him. They portray the king initially as the point of the movie. I think initially they portray him as like uh, not like a, a terrible person. Like he's just misrepresented, and he's actually like kind of a a, a more bumbling guy. And at the very end of the movie, you find out, no, he is just as ruthless and psychopathic as all the stories would lead you to believe. So, you know, but I still have to go with him, Edie, I mean, as the winner of this lineup, because he is a dictator, a military dictator in a ruthless regime um, where Calvin Candy runs a plantation and he's an asshole and a piece of shit. But he's not ruling over this many people, and also probably doing just as bad or worse things as Calvin Candy is doing. So, Edie, I mean, for me. All right. What about you, AJ? So, you know, stakes aside, and you know how much is psycho people the psychopath affected? For me, it's it's Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio's Calvin Candy because that dinner scene is one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie scenes ever. And Leonardo DiCaprio steals the entire scene. And I just, um, Oh, go ahead. And, and not only that, but he's just, he's, he's just a complete, um, I don't know how you, uh, he's not a psychopath. He's just, he just gets off on 
the, the uh, you know, the, the black, you know, the slaves beating each other up, like killing each other, basically. And he just gets off on that. He's sadistic. Yes. And I just, and I just, but he comes off with this, like this, his, this veneer on this shine on him. When you first meet him, like he's this, this joke, like this, you know, affable guy, you know, but he's got this short fuse that you, that you find out about. And the Forrest Whitaker character, although I think he did a really good job as Eddie Amin, to me, I've seen the movie once and I, I just, I'm having trouble even recalling the performance or a lot of it. It didn't stand out as much for me. So Calvin Candy for both reasons, Leonardo DiCaprio. So that, real quick, does everyone uh-huh. know the story of that scene? Yeah, with when the, with the, with Leo he actually really cut him. Yeah, he cut his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they just yeah. kept rolling. And they just kept rolling with it, and he started bleeding, and Leo just fucking rolled with it. Yeah, because yeah. uh, because they said Tarantino looked up and saw that he looked up from the camera and he saw the blade. He went, "Keep, keep going, keep going." Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, it's fucking. And he awesome. just rolled yeah. with it, and yeah, it fucking gushing great. blood. Can, he got I, like four stitches. Picture, yeah. And I can picture Tarantino saying that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, don't waste this, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, and, and he did, and that scene is uh, one of the most tense he's ever filmed, I think. Mm. And, and, and not only, not I guess not, not only DiCaprio, but you know Samuel Jackson's character is just he ratchets up the tension. Oh, yeah. yeah, alongside it. So it's it all in all, and Christoph Waltz, the whole thing is just amazing. That that scene with that room of actors just doing that was just. And DiCaprio was the star of that scene to me. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, AJ, I was really wishing you would say idiot mean because now it's down to me and I honestly don't fucking know. Oh, let me talk this out for a minute. Okay. Okay. All right. You guys both make really, really good points. You really do. And AJ, something that kind of stuck out to me that you said was how he, uh, Leo as Calvin Candy was just all about watching these 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 slaves actually beat each other to death that was like that was like his sport he just hung out in like a nice living room in front of a fireplace yeah. smoking drinking, cigars yeah drinking. drinking those pot those like things with the bananas in them and shit yeah, like he was yeah, just like yeah. like what a party. fucking asshole right spectator sport but then you look on the other side and you're like all right idiot i mean was such a psychotic guy in the first place. And I thought Forrest Whitaker was a fucking tour de force in this movie. I thought he was unbelievable. He won best actor for the movie. Deserved. Uh, yeah. And you got to add that in, but, Oh, 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 if we're we just going, talking, are we going to social media, no, because there's three of us, there's three of us and I'm not giving it a draw. I can't give it a fucking draw. So what I have to say is this, I think at the end of the day, if I'm just looking at the villain, that I felt captivated me more that I got more in touch with as far as a person that like scared me and got reactions out of me. I got to go with Calvin candy on this one. I think we, we got an Ooh, upset here. boys. We got agreed. An upset. Yeah. No, agreed. I was uh, after AJ gave his spiel about candy. I was like, can I switch my answer? Like yeah, actually, you know, but... absolutely right. you're absolutely right. Like yeah, I mean, that, that he's well just a put, vicious, AJ. violent prick. Under this guise, yeah, under this guise that he's oh, I'm just a businessman, I'm just a plantation owner. No, you're not. That's secondary. The first first time you meet him, he's like this happy go lucky guy. He is for most of the movie, (laughs) but under but he's doing psychotic things the whole time. Yeah, and if I can add to that, um, when I was was given my spiel, I kind of uh forgot some of the essence of what we're doing this for. We're doing this for the actor and the character 
that they did, right? So yep. Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio's Calvin Candy and Forrest Whitaker's um Eddie I mean. Yeah, I mean. So yeah. and and I, I, I kind of got wrapped up in thinking more about I, – I can't claim to know that much about the history of that area, but I was getting more wrapped up in uh, what that historical person has done yeah. instead of what uh, – yeah. The Whitaker. real Idi Amin is way worse than the fictional character. Yes. Clearly, but we're talking movie-wise. Right. And the performance. Yeah. And sort of like, I guess – how Calvin Candy's character made me feel in that way. That's and where it he, got me. Yes. That's where it got right. me because Forrest yeah. Whitaker was outstanding. If you ever thought you could not be terrified of Forrest Whitaker, see The Last King of Scotland. Yeah. You fucking will be. But, but it is It is not until like uh, halfway or maybe even a little bit later in the movie where it kind of plays out. Yeah, because right? he, he and McAvoy had actually forged like a pretty good relationship. Yes. But then like uh, Carrie Washington's in it. She kind of throws a big wrench into the whole thing that's uh-huh. what a and then but on the flip side calvin candy is just a uh, the first scene you see calvin he's doing the mandango fights right and and from there it just goes off the rails for him okay drinking so, that polynesian whatever fucking yeah. drink like they made yeah, that shit yeah. back then like wow that's fucking <laughs> awesome um all right he so was just guys, having a, he was having a good time he was having a fucking grand old time uh so uh Boys, thank you for talking me through that. I feel comfortable about yeah, that. Me too. Yeah. Let's go on to our final pairing of this bracket before we move on to comedy. Um, this is going to be the number eight, Michael Corleone. And I'm just going to say, uh, you know, Godfather 1 or Godfather 2. Do not factor Godfather 3 into this, please. I say 2 because Godfather 1, he's, he's the... Innocent, guy, not right? reluctant, yeah. whatever. At the end of Godfather, two. He, he doesn't really turn turn into the villain until the very, very end of the Godfather one. And Godfather two, he is fully entrenched as the fucking villain. Uh, that's Al Pacino. He is taking on the number nine, uh, Edwin Epps from Twelve Years a Slave, played Ooh. by Michael Fassbender. I already know, Marky, who you're going to pick here. So I'm going to go to you first and go ahead and get it out of the way. Yeah, it's going to be my boy Michael Fassbender. Um, Got to be. Yeah. And besides the fact that I love Michael Fassbender and I think that Edwin Epps that he played was terrifyingly accurate of a uh, religious slave South slave owner of that time. Um, Michael Corleone, you you said that at the end of uh, Godfather one, he became an asshole and then two, I remember, but what did he do at the end of number one? Well, kind of one was the, at the end of number at the at the end of the first one. His father has died, and he has taken over now. His son uh-huh. gets killed at the at the turnstile there, yeah. um, and uh, he takes over and he puts this um, he puts these actions into motion that he settles debts. Yeah, and he murders all these other rival crime bosses. Oh in yeah, one. yeah, okay. And next thing you know, it's the end of the movie. Remember, he's talking to Kay because he has he has uh, the sister's Shuts husband. Yeah, he had, uh, yeah, he has the husband's that uh, fucking shot of him sitting in the chair and the door closing. Ah, oh, what a fucking great right, shot right, that and like is. that, yeah. he he has the sister's uh, husband killed because he had been beating her up. It's and, and then he right. had gotten Sonny killed. He got and then Kay's he trying to Sonny ask him. Yeah. After uh, Sonny well, beat the shit out of him, in Sonny the street got slammed him with after the, Sonny got the, killed. The trash after barrel. Sonny got killed, right? Yeah, 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 he beats that dude's ass. I forget his fucking name. Carlo is that his name? Carlo, yeah, yeah. They they killed yeah, Carlo. And then he, uh, remember Kay's trying to ask him, he's like, Kay, 
don't ask me about my enough like never that scene it's fucking awesome but yeah um and then yeah the end you're right dp the door but the door closes and he's he's the godfather but in, in yeah. uh, the second godfather that's when he that's is when just, he oh that's this, when he just gets he gets when does he kill his brother in the second one the end in the of the second, second one. one when he kills fredo uh like when yeah. he has fredo killed broke my way. heart yeah Oh, he just becomes he. I know it was you, Fredo. Second one, so yeah. Uh, so, Marky, you're going with Epps. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Edwin Epps, and that's also going to kind of. Uh, I'm going to circle back around to like the performance of the actor and what they did for that character, right? Because remember when we talked about Twelve Years a Slave, and one of the things that we harped on a lot about that episode was just how fucking terrifying it was every time Michael Fassbender came yeah. on screen yep. of uh, Edwin Epps. You don't really feel that with Michael Cole. You know he's a cold-blooded killer and methodical and a smart uh, mob leader. But Edwin Epps is just a a scary person to see. (laughs) All right, DP, you had to sit the last one out, so you've you've been out for a few minutes. What do you you think about this matchup? So here's the thing. For most of The Godfather, you're rooting for Michael. Mm -hmm. You know, like he, 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 he... it takes him killing Fredo before you're like, oh, wow, he's kind of the villain. Yeah. But with Edwin Epps, he's the fucking villain the whole time. He is <laughs> such a piece of garbage. To me, it's Edwin Epps in this one. Yeah. AJ? So, first off, both both films won Best Picture, I believe. So oh, they wow. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're talking about Godfather 1 or 2, but 12 Years a Slave. Um, both were nominated. Look- both guys were nominated for Best Supporting Actor, too. Uh, correct, correct. Um, I don't think either one did they. No, 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 because no. Al Pacino didn't win anything till Scent of a Woman, I believe. Right. Hooah. <laughs> <laughs> so neither one, but uh, great performances. I think Lupita Nyong'o won a Best uh, Supporting Actress nomination. She was outstanding. She's great in that film, and just the scene when he's whipping her. Oh, ooh. just God just tear, just tear, just tears me oh, apart. Yeah. All right, and. Michael Corleone is a great character. I love Godfather 1. I love Godfather 2. Like you said, TW, let's keep Godfather 3 out of our fucking mouths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, because that does not deserve to be discussed. Mm-hmm. But for me, I agree with who said that he's oh, deep DP. Edwin Epps is a sadistic piece of shit the entire movie. Yeah. And yeah. And he's ruthless and hateful, and he wins. So, yeah. So that's a wrap. But let me just say this. Let me let me let me give you this matchup as if it's a college basketball game. All right. So <laughs> yes, because you look at you look at the Godfather and Michael Corleone, uh, uh, Al Pacino. He's he's the basically the lead in the first one. He's definitely the lead he is, in the yeah. second one. He's he's what the movie is all about. He is the Godfather. Right. So it's like the number eight seed jumped out to like a 25 point lead at halftime. But then Edwin Epps was like, dude, I'm just way better. I got way more substance. I got way more shit on the bench here. I got way more guys who can come off and hit fucking threes because Michael Fassbender. I said this during the Fassbender episode when we talked about 12 Years a Slave. Every time that guy came on the cam- like on the camera, I got anxiety. Like I got anxiety. He came. He would come out of the house. I'd be like, "Oh fuck, here we go." This guy. He's like, Jesus, like because he just he just wore cruelty on his face. Like he just walked. Yeah, he was like cruel. I I I think the Michael Corleone as the Godfather was kind of like 
flashy and it was like the big, you know, sw- you know, the big thing. But really, at the end of the day, when it comes to substance and s- just absolute terror of a character and uh, the substance of a character, even though Epps was in a much smaller time frame in the movie than Michael Corleone was. If we're just talking in that small frame and what he did, he's so so much scarier. He's such a better yeah. villain. That's a sweep for Edwin Epps, baby. All right, Let, let's let's stick with your analogy. Yes, the Godfather got out to a big halftime lead. Yeah, but I think <laughs> Edwin Epps <laughs> wins it going away at the end. Yeah, you know? oh yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's it, like it's, like it, like yeah. the Godfather, like Al Pacino's like fouling, but he he shouldn't be fouling. He's yeah. just wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Like like that's yeah. already a twelve point lead with thirty seconds left. Like yeah. stop fouling. Yeah, that that eight seed has like terrible cardio, and they just have <laughs> nothing in the second half. And Edwin Epps just starts <laughs> drilling threes. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, Fit, posterizing people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we move into uh, the final bracket in the first round comedy, let let's break down the matchups for uh, the second round of the biographical yes, period. Sir. So we're gonna have number one Hans Landa versus number nine Edwin Epps, which was technically that. that was technically an upset. Right there for I love that. Mm. Uh, that's, oh, man, that's a great fucking matchup, yeah. huh? I love we'll have, that woo. one. We'll have number five Bill Cutting taking on number four Commodus. Two, two complete psychopaths. There we go. Then, like we talked about before, we're gonna have uh, uh, Warden Norton taking on Tommy DeVito. <laughs> I, I love I'm, these I'm, matchups. I'm kind of like smelling. I'm kind of smelling sub- upset. Yeah, subtly yes, evil uh, versus a complete lunatic. Kind of smelling upset there. And then finally, in the last matchup, we have the upset from the first round, number 10, Calvin Candy, taking on the number two, Amon Garth. That's an interesting one. So that should be a Yeah, that really is. You know, it's kind of funny how it's been um, interesting, yeah. a lot of our uh, – I'm not as familiar with March Madness. Do you call it this uh, – what do we call it when the bracket moves on? To the, is it just the second round? Yeah. Round of 32, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I find it in interesting how even the even when we have an upset and uh, the winners come together for this next round, there's still a lot of similarities in what these people are. Yeah, right? they're super evenly matched. They are. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Candy, uh, Mississippi slave owner, uh, pre, you know, or uh, uh, you know, just Southern America during slave owning times, versus a. Uh, a Nazi SS officer mm-hmm. from right. Nazi Germany. Like they just seem, there seems to be similarities. Um, Warden Norton and Tommy, I think is the widest gap, but even them, they're just, they seem to kind of like have some, a little bit of overlap and assholeness. So I will say this about that uh, bracket, the biographical period pieces. It was definitely the thinnest of the villains that we had to put together. But at the same time, I think they have a couple of serious fucking contenders to win this mm-hmm. thing. Maybe more than the other two brackets each. So I mean, there's some really some serious players coming out of this one that can win this thing. Even yeah. though even though that bracket is a little thin, they got some real serious contenders. So. Yeah, I think you're right. two, two of these films uh, moving on to the to the um, second round, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, two of them directed by Martin Scorsese. So. Star power, heavy yeah. hitters in round Big two. Ten. Right, fantastic. All right, boys. So uh, should we just just say fuck it, just go straight for comedy now? Because this should be yeah, fun. I'm ready. Let's fucking plow Jazzed ahead, up. boys. Let's go. Let's I, go. I really do enjoy this. Yeah, we are into I the comedy. Up. <laughs> yeah, like, I legitimately enjoy. The, yeah, you're right, Marky. All right, um, all right. So the first matchup we have is going to be near and dear to all of our hearts. Let's be honest here. After what happened. Uh, uh, 
little while back now on my birthday. This is the number one seed in the comedy bracket, Shooter McGavin, taking on number sixteen, Dean Warmer from Animal House. Uh, start with the, start with you, uh, TW. It was your birthday. You got to hear from Shooter. Start guys, it off. Shooter McGavin for me, and again, I'm not going to get too detailed because I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of Shooter McGavin in the next few rounds. Shooter. He not only uh, gave me a shout out for my birthday, which was my favorite birthday present in my entire 40 years on the planet, uh, but he is one of. <laughs> Let's let me just stick with the fact that he's one of the most hilarious villains. Um, yes. When we when we move on further, we will get into just all his manic issues and his his uh, uh, the fact that he is just so terrified of losing his number one okay i'm not gonna get too deep shooter mcgavin beats dean warmer on this one he just does he wins it easy Mm -hmm. aj um look i don't want to belabor the point and i want to spend round two round three you know even final four matchup hopefully we'll see how far it goes talking about shooter mcgavin so he gets my vote i want to get uh, like i said i don't want to linger too long on this so all right number one cruising by DP. So, uh, you know, Dean Wormer has some fucking amazing moments. Like, (laughs) he has some fucking great lines. The whole, like, Mr. Blutarski, (laughs) 0.0. Like, I feel like we're kind of selling him a little short because he's going up against friend of the podcast, Shooter McGavin, mm. who, let's be honest, has an unfair advantage here. So, like, Dean Warmer is fucking great, but he's not, still not even close to Shooter McGavin. Mm. Shooter McGavin all day long wins this matchup. That's that, Marky, that is a wrap, but what do you, do you have anything to say about that matchup? Yeah, and I don't mean this as a joke, but who's Dean Warmer? Oh, you've never oh, seen Animal, Animal House? House? Oh, um, it's old school. I know it, and I, yeah, Belushi. I know scenes of it, yeah. but I don't know if I've actually seen it all the way through. Oh, it's great! Check it out if you get time. Yeah, I, I, you know, I know, but because oh, I, I know, like, uh, I know Belushi like smashing the guitar on the stair set, and I know like some other scenes in the movie. Um, is it the same one where the dude's like uh, trying to bang the lady in his, uh, his like frat room, and he's got like the full bar set up, and he keeps like making all these elaborate drinks and he's treating her all fancy and shit. I might be thinking of a different movie from this. Yeah, I'm not era. sure. Yeah, that's Maybe I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> Either way, Shooter but, moves on. Yeah. yeah. And he's got a long way. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like this guy's got final four written all over him. I think. Oh, big time. The, the, this, the, this guy's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. What wow. movie? <laughs> Well, you know, the, 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 <laughs> we'll get to that in a couple minutes. <laughs> the number, the number three, the number three seed could give him a run for his money. I think. Uh, yeah, AJ, you're absolutely right. Okay, but let's do the number two versus the fifteen. Let me kick the number two versus the fifteen off real quick, um, because it's uh, Biff Tannen from Back to the Future versus number fifteen um, Stan Gable uh, from Revenge of the Nerds. I want to kick this off because. Um, me and AJ and DP, we are, were obsessed with Revenge of the Nerds growing up. And uh, Stan Gable was a fucking asshole. Uh, he really, really was. He was so great. He was such a douchebag. He was, uh, what's Ted McGinley? Is that his name? He was ended up being uh, um, Stan Darcy was a- on, uh, uh, was it Stan Darcy? Or Jefferson, Jefferson, Jefferson Darcy. On, married uh, with children. Uh, married children. He was great. Jefferson Darcy. 
He married Marcy Darcy. Um, uh, he's great. My problem for me with Stan Gable in this movie is as much as he's the villain, when you really look back on Revenge of the Nerds and you think about who really was the villain, how about Gilbert? John- he literally raped a broad. That does <laughs> not age well. I thought you were going to say, say, gonna say the coach played by no, John I mean, though, like think yeah. the Lewis, like he, he goes down on Betty thinking it's that's Stan. Rape. That's rape. Who's the villain in that movie? And uh, also let's throw on the Biff Tannen's a fucking genius character. For me, it's not even close. It's Biff Tannen. Uh, Marky, what do you think of that? As, you know, I'm glad you brought up that rape scene because I watched that movie, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Um, and it's obviously well before my time. But when I watched that movie, I I couldn't get over that. Like I kept asking people about that. I'm like this was a comedy. Like that. It's it's, fucked up. What do you What do you classify as rape? Yeah, is that not what movie? this is? <laughs> um, but no, uh, Biff Tannen. Yeah, if, if, I mean, this is, a, this is the number two versus the number fifteen. Biff Tannen's gonna uh, sweep it in my book. Yeah, AJ, what do you think? So these are both like classic bullies, right? A bully versus a bully. Like, yeah. uh, just I think that makes the matchup a little more compelling, at least to compare them against each other. Um, and as much as I would like to, you know, um, go back to 2016 and that little upstart middle Tennessee, the number 15 seed taking out Michigan, chase, taking out the two seed Michigan state. (laughs) It's not going to happen because I think Biff Tannen just does the bully thing much, much better. Yeah. You're absolutely right. There we go. Uh, DP, it is a wrap, but do you have anything to say about that matchup? Yeah. I'll just keep it short and sweet. Like Biff Tannen had like, we see so many versions of Biff Tannen, like young Biff, middle-aged Biff, old Biff, and all of them are fucking awesome. So (laughs) we'll just leave it at that. Biff Tannen, moving on. Beautiful. All right, there we go. All right. So it's yeah. interesting keeping this. I didn't moving. know about any. I didn't notice the car in any blind spot when I drove it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey McFly, why didn't you tell me about that blind spot? I spilled my beer all over myself. <laughs> all right. All right. Come on. Here we go. Number three, AJ. This is this is AJ's. This is AJ's Ooh. borderline dark horse because he's a three seed. I have a feeling AJ is going to try to push this thing all the way to the championship. This is number three, Big Earn McCracken, Bill Murray in Kingpin, taking on our only duo in the competition, Harry and Marv, the Wet Bandits from uh, Home Alone. Uh, AJ, since you were so hell bent, why don't you kick this one off? You know, I think it's it's obviously very clear who I'm voting for, but honestly, Harry and Marv, they're a couple they're of bumbling idiots. <laughs> Oh, I, they get I, I, take, I, yeah. They get taken out by Kevin McAllister, like easily taken yeah. out. Okay. Big Earn is a diabolical genius and one hell of a, of a bowler, too. <laughs> <laughs> he resorts to putting sugar in some, in, yeah. in, in, you know, in, you know in, in, in the gas oh, tank. So, man. I mean, he. Let me just say this real quick, too. Although, AJ, yes, of course. And he references Mun- Munson as a verb as well. Oh, right? yeah, it's great. Obviously, I'm going with Big Earn. It's one of the most, honestly, it's one of those brilliant performances in a movie. It really is. I know it's a stupid fucking Farrelly Brothers comedy, but it is so brilliant, this performance. But, AJ, if you remember, I feel like, okay, so Home Alone came out when I we were both young. But then I remember when I was probably like a late teenager, 18, 19, 20, 
for some reason we, we were living together and we would watch that movie around the holiday season and you and I would almost piss ourselves laughing. Yes, I love every, the movie, but I just don't think Harry and Marvel. Good yeah, villains. every some of the falls these motherfuckers took, me and AJ would like be be like beside ourselves laughing at how bad they got the shit kicked out of them in the, in this movie. It's great, but uh like, big art for me. He sets doesn't Kevin McAllister set up uh where they like open the cellar door and the blowtorch yeah takes like half his hair off yeah like remember like remember they walk in like the paint can comes flying down and smashes yep. them in the- <laughs> That's great. i'm sorry all right sorry freezes uh, the steps the steps yeah. down the basin they oh my god they take some of the worst falls in that movie <laughs> and it's hard not to like belly laugh the entire time at these idiots <laughs> it's insane but uh dp what do you, what do you think of this matchup yeah, uh, yeah, big iron by a mile. Like the Wet Bandits, uh, they, it, it, like you said, they're bumbling idiots. And frankly, yeah. there was a much bigger villain in that movie that just had a cameo in part two. So <laughs> somebody out there gets that reference and they're fucking laughing their asses off. Oh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Marky got the reference. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. All right, no politics. Let's move on. Marky, uh, it is a wrap. It is a wrap for Big Earn, but uh, what do you, you know. what do you, do you have anything to say about the matchup? Yeah, um, I was about to open my mouth, and I mean, I, I was originally, I was going to vote for uh, Bill Murray. I wasn't going to change my vote, but I was about to open my mouth and defend uh, Harry and Marv <laughs> until Andrew got into his bashing of them. I'm like, Actually, yeah, yeah those guys got year old. their ass beat <laughs> by a child the entire they got movie. Owned, so they, they got owned. They, they ain't got shit. Yeah, yeah. They, they I almost feel, I almost felt bad for them by the end of the movie. They just got their heads kicked in so badly. Like it was just a, such a it's such a one sided ass kicking until the end. I mean, and also, they wore, they wore it on their face. They oh got the, yeah, the iron in the, the fucking face. Iron. Oh like, god, yeah. One of my feathers. favorite parts of. Uh, uh, big Ern McCracken's character is when he's doing the charity. It's like the the kids, like the single moms. <laughs> yeah. He's got the commercial. And he's he's very cle- very clearly hooking up with these single moms. Yeah, these all kids right, almost right, got mun- these kids almost got Munson. All right, we have so much bigger and McCracken to dive into later in this tournament. Yeah, that's right. my boy. Oh, it's so good. It's so <laughs> fucking good. All right, so this one, I don't know. I don't know if this one's going to have a fight or not. Um, this is number four, Dr. Evil uh, uh, from Austin Powers is Mike Myers taking on uh, Glenn Gulia from The Wedding Singer. I don't even know what the fuck the actor, who the fuck plays Glenn Gulia? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember his the, name. The dude is absolutely but... hysterical. Um let me kick it off because I'm not honestly sure about this one because um, uh, let's see. Glenn Gulia is a super underrated um, villain in a movie. Another another bully. Yeah, total bully. Memory does that whole thing. He's like, I you had a song here, right? I got punched in the face because like that whole thing is so funny. And he's such like a drunken womanizing asshole. And he's with, you know, the girl. You know, yeah, he plays a great, a great fucking villain. I don't know, man. For me, Doctor Evil, especially if we're just t- taking the first two, don't like The Godfather. Let's talk about Austin Powers three, but the first two, I think Doctor Evil is so goddamn funny in these movies. He he's I I, I 
as much as I think Glenn Gooley is an under the radar type of villain, I think Dr. Evil is the winner in this one. That's me. Uh, DP, what do you think? Yeah, see, I'm with you. Like, he, Glenn Gulia was like such a sleazeball. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, you know, and you hated him so much because you, like, Adam Sandler really was just kind of very likable and you wanted him to win. And so it, it just made Glenn Gulia that much worse. But, like, really, Dr. Evil is like an institution. <laughs> Like you, everyone quotes Doctor Evil to this day. So, yeah, I got to give it to Doctor Evil. I loved Glenn Gulia, and you know, it just just the fact that there's that line. Wait, so your name's going to be Julia Gulia? It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite moments. But yeah, we we got to give it to Doctor Evil. Yeah, big time. Uh, Marky, what do you think? Um, I've never seen. The wedding singer song. It's classic. Uh, so AJ, that means it's a wrap. Uh, but do you want to say anything about oh, this matchup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure certainly will. I like Glenn Gulia. I do. I think he's uh he's he's like a who's face, like that just like a sleaze ball. He's just scummy, um womanizing, just stereotypical, just piece of garbage. But Dr. Evil is iconic dare I say. And mm-hmm. to DP's point, people will be quote Dr. Evil forever. I mean, yeah. and his, just the delivery, the character that he, that, I mean, Michael, we all know Mike Myers played both Austin Powers and Dr. Evil, but right. Dr. Evil is the far superior character. Yeah. In it, the film. It, far it, superior. AJ, yeah. I think, I think it's also a testament to how deep this bracket is the comedy bracket that Dr. Evil is a four seed. And he wins you know I mean? it, to me wire to wire. He wins okay, this one. there it is. All right, here we go, Doctor Evil. <laughs> All right, boys, uh, let's move on to the five versus twelve. This is going to be an interesting one. Uh, we got the number five, White Goodman, uh, played by Ben Stiller in Dodgeball, taking on Derek Huff. That's uh, Adam Scott, right? That's his yes. name from uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Marky, what do you think of this matchup? Uh, great matchup. That's a very fun. You know, when I first saw the names, I was trying to remember who they were, but Dodgeball and Step Brothers. Um, I want to give it to Step Brothers just because I like the movie better, but I think White Goodman, Ben Stiller, plays a better villain as uh, the leader. Was it called a Globo Gym? Yeah. The Globo yeah. Gym Purple Cobras? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to be uh, Ben Stiller and uh, White Goodman. For Ooh, me. right in the testicles. Yeah. AJ, what do you think of this one? So I, I like the Derek Huff character. He's not in a ton of the movie, but he has an impact when he's there. He's he's a total douchebag. Um, obviously hated by his, I guess, older brother. Um, but for me, and I'm the opposite of Marky, I think Dodgeball is the better movie for me and white goodman's character is just just more of a villain he has a more villainous you know you know classic villain uh character you know don't nobody makes me bleed my own blood yeah nobody just (laughs) nobody Uh, so he's he's just he the, the the scene when he when he's like yeah follow me he walks out of his office and shuts the door on him. Yeah. yeah he's delusional. <laughs> like, uh, like he's just 
He's got the pump for his, uh, his jock. He's pumping up his <laughs> yeah. jock. Like, he's just a classic. He's yeah. the better villain. So it's white for me. Uh, DP, you have a problem with that? No, I'm actually exactly on the same page as Andy. Like, like Derek's fucking awesome. Like, he, he's such a cock to his brother. But, yeah, like, exactly as Andy put it, White Goodman just as an overall villain. He's, yeah, just a better, more of an asshole, more of a villain. He did. It's a close one. I think this one comes down to maybe like a couple free throws and a late three pointer to seal it. But okay. yeah, mm. I, I think fucking White hits a three in the corner. Yeah. With five he, seconds to go. Yeah. Right. Cramming up your cram hole, LaFleur. Like that's how he, <laughs> that's how he wins it. You know? So, so it is, it is a wrap. It is a clean sweep because I will say White Goodman as well. I will say originally when I first saw the matchup, I was leaning towards Derek Huff at first because Derek Huff, for me growing up, reminds me of you guys. Uh, <laughs> you guys treated me. I'm just kidding. You, you guys were wonderful. Uh, no, I, I think they're. No, think we they're, weren't. No, but you, yeah, yeah. Compared to other brother, older brothers I've heard about, you guys were all right. Um, but no, uh, no, you, you guys are right. Uh, White Goodman has way more substance. He has a way bigger role in the movie. Uh, he's way more sinister. He is just, just a he's just a bigger cunt. Uh, even though Derek Huff is a giant cunt, he but, uh, he gets he gets the girl fired. What's her name? Fired. Oh, the the, Said, the yeah, I yeah. told him you I told him you would drink it on the job. Yeah, the, ba- the, the, the girl from the bank. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So now we can date. Yeah, you, you got me go fired, out. so I would date you. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. Isn't the final line of that movie uh, White Goodman saying "fucking Chuck Norris"? Yeah, says, like, yeah, well, he, like Chuck he got Norris. fat again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I Thank won you, that Chuck. tournament. <laughs> Fucking Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's the final line of the movie. Yeah. All right, all right. So here we go. Um, this is the Under, next one. Uh, he's five, but I think he, he's he's it's a great spot for him to make some headway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, that... I. So we got the six versus eleven now, right? Mm. This is going to be Dark Helmet. This is Rick Moranis from Spaceballs. Uh-huh. Take it on, and this is AJ fought hard for this seed. Just so you guys know, behind the scenes, I'm going to keep fighting. He fought hard for Pat Healy, Matt Dillon from uh, There's Something About Mary. Uh, uh, he wasn't even in the top 16, but AJ and I had long conversations about this. He oh, fought wow. hard to the point that I bumped him all the way to 11 for this matchup. So, AJ, you were a huge uh, proponent of this seed. What do you so think you about this last. matchup? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You want to go? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Kick it. Uh, AJ, take it. Oh, Bye. sure. Um, <clears throat> So I, I like Dark Helmet. I mean, I'm not as big of a Spaceballs fan as some people are. Um, I like the movie. And I think he's funny, but that sort of humor, I don't know. It's not always for me. Depends on the movie. But Pat Healy and There's Something About Mary, he goes to these like crazy lengths to get with this woman. And, and, and the... the the level that he stoops to, I mean, just the level that he stoops to, that he's willing to stoop to and has no problem doing it, is is insane. And I think I, I think Pat Healy's the better villain to me because of the crazy shit he does. It's, and he's a stalker, by the way. So he's st- yeah. <laughs> stalking this woman. That's um, mild to what he does. 
it, it's it's mild to what he does. Yeah. yeah. He and he goes to these crazy lengths to make up this whole character, um, to spy on her at the at the uh, when they're having lunch, her and her girlfriends at the country club. Yeah. So much so that he buys golf clubs and goes <laughs> I mean, he's just insane. Gets his teeth all redone. Like he just does this whole thing just to yeah. get with her. Pretends to be an architect. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to Santiago, Santiago Chile? Chile? <laughs> Twice last year. <laughs> Which building's yours? So, hey. and uh, it's it's eminently quotable. So it's like one of yeah. those. And I know Spaceballs is a quotable movie, but you know, yeah. and maybe it's a product of I've seen something about Mary many more times than I've seen um, Spaceballs. So that plays into it a little bit. But I have to, I love Pat Healy a lot. I think Matt Dillon is spot on, perfectly cast. I just love I love the character. All right, uh, Marky, what do you think? Um, I was hoping that you would start with uh, AJ after letting us know that he was fighting for Pat Healy because I wanted to hear a uh, an argument on his behalf, and it worked. I'll tell you because I w- will also vote for Pat Healy. Dark, Dark helmet. I like okay. Upset Bruin. I like him just fine, but um, you know, it's a he's a bumbling villain that he is. Uh, just doesn't have. Does he ever have like a victory in his movie? Like he just <laughs> kind of has this uh, empire and wealth, and just he can afford to keep losing and just following the people he's going after. Where Pat Healy is very inventive and uh, maniacal in a bit. And, and getting to his end game. So, yeah, I'm going to follow AJ's suit and go with Pat. <laughs> Yay! DP? So, man, all right. God damn, this is a tough one for me. Because I do, like, Spaceballs is one of those movies that I fucking love. Uh, Dark Helmet has some absolutely hilarious moments. But goddamn, Pat... Uh, like, you know, God damn these Nepalese coins. <laughs> yes. Like, Another great line. That's a I sh- That's never a should have bought her. the place. Yeah. You know what? I'm going fucking Pat Healy, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. This is a yes, landslide yes. for number 11. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it, it is it is a wrap. It is a wrap. But I'm going to make it unanimous uh, because I, I listen, the Booker man is going to be pissed over this because he fucking loves space balls. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I, w- I will say. Pat Healy, uh, you guys, we'll get more into him in the next round. But I will just say, just remember the scene where he's playing flag football with the special needs <laughs> adults. <laughs> he's just punching them in the face and shit, and stabbing them in the throat, and like just, and then and then talking shit and stealing their money and like playing card. Like he is such a scumbag on another His level. Goofy motherfuckers are the yeah. best thing in my life. Uh, now, now that we've actually talked about it, AJ. He actually probably should have been higher than an eleven seed. Yeah, you, from, you, you, from you, not be from not being in the original sixteen. You're to absolutely right. Eleven seed. He should have been um, higher, but I think, like I said, it's a testament to how deep this it's almost, it's almost is. not as big of an upset as you'd think, right? Because I don't think it is at all. It, it's like asshole. it's like that. It's like that team that had a couple injuries coming in. They were a bubble team, but then they, you know, you know, they get healthy at the right time, and you're like, well, look out for them. Right. 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 Um, all right, so that's that's a great that's that's awesome. He moves on. Let's go, let's go to the seven versus ten. This is gonna be an interesting one. It's gonna yeah, be a really yeah, interesting one. 
because we got the number seven, uh, Bill Lumberg from Office Space. Uh, what Gary Cole is that the actor's name? Yes, he is taking on Eric Gordon from Billy Madison. That's uh, Bradley Whitfield. That's his name, right? Whitford, big, Whitfield, big, Field, Ford. Ford, big fan of him. All right, he was on the West Wing. Uh, he was, yeah. Let's have DP kick this one off. Real okay, quick though, so, what character is Eric Gordon again? He's the uh, he's the bad guy in Billy Madison. He's yeah, but Eric, what's what's his one, role though? He's the one trying he's to get the, the one, company. He's like he's like second in command for the father's oh, company. Yeah, the yeah. one he has the 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 match against at the end with the questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No point. Did you make yeah. any sense? Yeah. Yes. We're all dumber now for having Deep. heard. DP, who wins this one in your estimation? God damn, this is another tough one. Um, Because, like, Eric is a much more, like, outward villain. He's so fucking devious and shitty. But Lumberg is just kind of that villain that everyone gets. Like, everyone's had that type of villain in their life. And, you know, I'm going to go with Lumberg. Okay. You know, okay. like I, I think that's a villain you can really relate to in the sense that like you've dealt with that villain. So yeah, D- yeah. it's a tough one, but I'm gonna go with Lumberg. DP, I'm gonna second that only because I, I love Eric Gordon. He's hysterical. I mean, remember he busts Carl's balls over not sharing Triscuits with him. Remember that? Right. Yeah, well, being sorry doesn't put the Triscuit crackers in my stomach, there does it, Carl? Like the he's delicious he's such, Triscuit cracker. Yeah, he's such an <laughs> asshole. But the thing is, you're right, like Bill Lumberg is such an everyday monotonous life villain. Like remember like when uh, that, that scene where Peter is just, he's trying to leave early. So he doesn't get stuck working for the weekend. And he yeah. thinks he, he can't his shit won't save fast enough. And then he fight, he gets his shit. And he turns around and there he is yeah. like, that is so everyday shitty life villain. I've, I, what a perfect example of that. So mm-hmm. I'm going with Bill Lumberg too. AJ, what do you think? Um, I do love Bill Lumberg. I do. I, I love Office Space. You guys know that. Um, it's one of my um, favorite comedies uh, the last 20 so years, whatever, whenever it came out. However, <clears throat> here we go. Eric Gordon, to me, his outward villainy his, awesome. yeah. is just his, his, his just desire to destroy the the people in his way you know to run the company and then there's that scene uh, he's not even in it but uh uh billy madison's in the uh, tent with the girlfriend and, and yeah. carl walks in to talk to me yeah. he's like and then he in there he did that laugh and he's like what does that sound like again yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got an yeah. evil laugh like, yeah that's pretty good got an yeah. evil yeah. yeah he's actually got an evil laugh so I'm going to buck the trend here. I'm going to vote for Eric Gordon. I like him. All right. Wow. Here we go. All right. So, Marky, this comes down to you. Is this going to overtime? Or... Um, no, I, I don't think it is. Um, I'll tell you because, first of all, I had to ask you guys to remind me who uh, Eric Gordon like, was. And then like as, you guys were, <laughs> as, as you guys were talking, I had to Google it. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen Billy Madison a million times. I love the movie. And as soon as I, I saw the images, I'm like, oh, of course that's who it is. Now all the, you know, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but it all came flooding back to me. And I remember. But um, what you guys are talking about with Bill Lumberg, I think holds up stronger 
that is the iconic villain nine to five <laughs> just workplace boss you know yeah. that everybody knows like fuck that guy <laughs> so it's bill for me wow there all we right. go all right all so right. bill lumberg moves on um my first one i haven't uh haven't gotten so <laughs> we uh we have our last matchup of the first round right now here it is Holy shit. nine we are through it boys Wow. Uh, we're taking uh, Prince Humperdinck from The Princess Bride. Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. Taking on uh, Ed Rooney from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, we already know, DP, we, we know who you pick. So why don't you get this Clearly. out? Clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Humperdinck all day. Humperdinck okay. could have been a number one seed in my book. I know. So, I know. Yeah. You guys just talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. Humperdink all day for me. All right. Uh, Marky, have you seen both these movies? I know you're young, but uh, which one's uh, Princess Bride? Come on, man. No, I know. Obviously, I know. You're young, though, bro. Princess Bride is not that old. Oh, it's Ferris Bueller's Bueller's the other one. Yeah. That's the Ed Rooney from. Yeah. 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 Ferris Bueller. You had them in eight. I was about to make fun of your rankings for having them that close together. Um, just just because I feel like it's such a toss-up. You signed off, Marky. You signed off <laughs> on the rankings. All three of you cunts did. It's for Humperdinck for me. Oof. Principal Ed Rooney is good, but he's no Humperdinck. All right. Uh, AJ? Be the movie for me. So I don't think it's all that close either. I, I don't know if maybe... One of them should have been ranked lower, maybe, versus someone being ranked higher. <clears throat> as much as I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Ed Rooney's character, I know very well. For me, Prince Humperdinck resorts to torture, murder. Like, he doesn't give a shit in order mm-hmm. to just hold on to what he's got. And uh, it's Humperdinck in a landslide for me. All right. So, uh, I knew so he was that- bluffing. That, yeah, I knew, he was, I knew you were bluffing. Yeah. So here's the only thing. I'm happy that it's not up to me because I, I don't, I actually think this is razor, razor thin. And I only think it's razor thin because I personally don't even think Prince Humperdinck is the most evil fuck in that movie. I think the six fingered man is. Sure. Um, yeah. And whereas Ed Rooney is clearly the bad guy in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think that's the thing that makes it really, really close but, for me. But- but luckily, is the foil, basically. But luckily, luckily, yeah, and Six Finger Man works for him. I get it. But yeah, luckily, I don't have to make any decisions. It's already been made. Prince Humperdinck moves through, and we yes. have completed what round one of Badness, Motherfucking right. Madness. We finished it, boys. Let's get the matchups for round let's, two here. Let's do them. Here we go. All right. So we have the number one, Shooter McGavin, taking on the number eight, Prince Humperdinck. A DP oh, like it. Boy. Might be in some trouble there, buddy. Yes, sir. Uh, the the next have, one down. The next one down is my favorite. This is gonna be this is gonna be a dirty this one. This one might go to overtime. This is gonna be the number five, uh, White Goodman taking on the number four, Dr. Evil. Love then that we have the the upset, the upset-minded number eleven, Pat Healy. He's gonna run into a fucking buzzsaw and bigger and McCracken. AJ is gonna have AJ is going to have an issue. AJ is going to kill himself over this one. Okay, I'm gonna watch both movies multiple times over the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we we finish it off with the number seven Bill Lumberg taking on number two Biff Tannen. Uh, That's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun one. And we that's an interesting matchup too. We will actually. I'm, I'm thinking, boys, since we can, we've made it clear that we can whip through 16 matchups in one. 
uh, episode two weeks from now. We can we do the whole do second round. The whole round of 32. Right? Yeah. Two weeks from now. However, that brings me to what the topic would be next week. And technically, AJ, you would be up. Do you have any ideas what you want to do next week? Not yet. Okay. All right. Nothing. Nothing. I had a few words. So you guys want to do a I wanted quick? To start think- I wanted to start thinking about it, but I was like, let me just take this week off because I know for the madness, I know, I know, I'm, you know, I have my picks. I'm ready to rock and roll. I love these episodes so far. The two that we've done, I think they're, uh, they're standout episodes. I think they're, they lend themselves to kind of interesting conversations Yeah, AJ, on, the fl- and- on the fly. AJ, I, w- mm. I will say too, you have a, a sh- you always have a shit ton of uh, ideas in the vault. So when you do uh, come up with one, just let us all know as soon as you can, and we'll get going for next week. It'll be this weekend. Week yeah. yeah. And uh, DP, what do you got? I was going to say, do you guys want to do a quick recap of all the matchups? Round one. Sure. sure. So sure. Sure. you know, from what we did from Start the last uh, week, the the first uh, badness madness part one. So. Uh, Next round, sci-fi fantasy, we'll have uh, Darth Vader, the number, the number one, one seed, seed, taking on Michael Myers, the eight seed. Uh, we have the upset-minded Xenomorph 12 seed, will be taking on the Wicked Witch of the West. Then we'll have Thanos taking on Agent Smith. The Terminator taking on the Joker, the Heath Ledger Joker. Uh, interesting one there yes and then the other category realistic action will have Hannibal Lecter against John Doe great fucking matchup boy Mm. Uh, Buffalo Bill from uh, Silence of the Lambs will be taking on Alex Forrest upset minded oh that's a good that's a 12 versus 13 though that's uh, an interesting second round matchup Uh, after that Annie Wilkes Against Anton Chigurh. It's a heavyweight which, fight right there. Yeah, that is awesome. TW and I got to make sure we, we watch No Country for All Men. Yeah, I will this. do that. I promise. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we got Don Logan versus Hans Gruber. Yeah, I'm going to need at least Woo. one of you guys to watch Sexy John, Beast. John Logan yeah. of Sexy Beast, right? Yeah. So yep. that's, yeah, that's uh, as we get closer into these next rounds, um, because I haven't seen uh, Sexy Beast for Don Logan or fatal attraction for Alex Forrest. Yeah. Two weeks, mm-hmm. bro. So yeah. I wouldn't be able so. to speak on. Yeah. I need to watch them. And um, actually, if we're going to go ahead and run through everybody, um, I need to make sure that I've seen the rest of these characters as, as well. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, that. That'll be two weeks from now. AJ, you've got a couple days to come up with something. Yeah. Like, like I said, we don't want to just do the same thing week in and week out we want to mix it up and uh we don't want to over overload our 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 millions of fans with the uh with the badness badness every week we want to change things all right so yeah. i think that's keep good. them wanting more baby exactly baby that's that, that's the way it works so uh i'm hoping to come up with something wholly unique that we haven't done before but we'll see all right yeah whatever it is you let us know we'll uh figure it out during the week it'll be fun to watch them you know you know because of badness madness we haven't been like really forced to watch any movies which is fun. I like watching new movies for research and talking about. So yeah, AJ, do your thing. Let us know. Uh, before we close up for the night, does anybody have any closing thoughts, feelings, uh, cathartic moments they want to get out of their system? No, I, I, I love um, that I love, uh, we do this lamp. every other week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love lamp. Yeah, I love I love lamp. 
I love carpet. Are you just pointing at things and saying that you love them? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I like the every other week format of this, and I think it keeps it fresh, and I I enjoy the brackets. I think they're. Um, I'm interested in what you guys have to say about these matchups too. So that's the yeah. And guys, we need, we need to think like, especially for uh, different seasons, if we're going to do this with different types of characters, we don't just have to do it with villains. We can do it with anything. Really? We can do it with heroes, heroes. Oh yeah. We can do it with really. You know, with I, 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 yeah, exactly. To what uh, AJ, uh, what you were saying, TW, I, I like this very much and I enjoy hearing uh, what you guys think about a matchup before I speak. Um, because I liked, I liked before when we first when I first see a matchup, I've kind of got it in my head who I think would win, but I I want to hear somebody convince me otherwise. So I like hearing you guys speak of why you've got someone else. Yeah, it's definitely helpful. Definitely, it's a lot of fun. All right, so uh, if you guys, uh, GP, uh, before we wrap, will you just one more time tell our faithful about the uh, the email and uh, our social media? Absolutely. Yeah. Find us. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are at movie council pod. Uh, and if you'd like to send us an email, maybe uh, let us know who you think should uh, be the greatest movie villain of all time. We are movie council pod at gmail.com. So uh, also, if you listen to us on iTunes, please rate, uh, review the podcast it helps out a lot and we'd really appreciate it. So I'd love to get other people uh, chiming in on this. Yeah, I, I love hearing other people's opinions. So, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Awesome. All right, boys. So, before we call it for the evening, are we good? Everybody get it all on your system? You get I the let believe. out? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. All right. So, we're signing off for the night. We will see you. We will hear from us in a week. We'll be talking movies again, just like we do. Having a blast doing it. So, uh, I made it to the finish line. Yes, AJ, sir. Uh, I do. Woo. I do. Uh, AJ, yeah. Well, AJ, you're apparently, according to HR, you're playing on borrowed time right now. So you, know, you really <laughs> might want to kind of reset your standing within the company. So, uh, Wait, uh tighten the, tighten uh, the let's screws. be honest, tighten yeah. it up a little bit. So, uh, really great stuff tonight, guys. I'm excited about uh, two weeks from now. But, AJ, I've always loved your topics in the past. So I'm really excited about next week, too. So, uh, if that's it, guys, we're going to call it a night. Thank you so much. Badness, badness. Uh, round one in general is a wrap. Can't wait to see you guys again. Good night. Night, night. Good night. Hey. Love you, Mom. Let's swing it on down to Charlotte to my boy. The movie council is adjourned. <laughs>